You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Laura Weber Davis sitting in for Stephen Henderson right now. He'll be back from vacation next week. So there's no question that the food scene has been changing over the past few years in Detroit and in surrounding communities. A foodie scene has exploded, as it has in much of the country, bringing new American cuisine, fancy decor in these restaurants, and a renewed emphasis on small family-owned eateries who have perfected their offerings over many years. So where are we headed in the coming year, and what is Detroit and Metro Region uh, already doing perfectly? We want to hear from you over the rest of the program. We're going to be talking about food. What is your favorite hamburger in Southeast Michigan? Do you have a best slice of pizza you can't stop going to and you almost don't want to tell your friends because you don't want to ruin what makes that pizza place great? Or you have a new restaurant that you just discovered in recent years that makes it something really special adding to the region. 313-577-1019 is the phone number again. 313-577-1019. I have a couple of people in studio who know a lot about great burgers and pizza. And I know this because I've talked to them both about it extensively. Mark Kurlianchek is a food critic and reporter at the Detroit Free Press. Mark, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Welcome Laura. back, of course. Thank you. And Candace Fortman, marketing director at WDET, but also, maybe more importantly... More importantly. Co-founder yes. of an organization called Ladies Who Pizza. It's an important organization. Who like Ladies who like to meet up and uh, at various pizza eateries yes. and discuss pizza and what makes it great and also things going on in the region. So welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, Mark, I want to start with you. You have a top secret list coming out in the free press in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, mid-February is when mm. we start to kind of roll out our and our, it's Detroit's best, our right? Best, best new restaurants that opened last year in addition to the restaurant of the year. So we can't announced. reveal that now, but right. I'm happy to preview that you can look for that list yeah, soon. Yep. Um, so let's talk about some things that we can discuss. Sure. Um, Buddy's Pizza yesterday announced that they are planning to expand. Um, maybe a bittersweet announcement, I think, because on one hand, Buddy's... Yeah. Feeling very local to Detroit, a Detroit-style pizza, really the Detroit-style pizza restaurant. For sure. Um, well, no, there are some challengers, but oh. we can we can get into that. Okay, in good. Oh. Okay, I can't wait to hear this. Okay, but Buddy's Pizza announcing that it's going to expand sort of maybe takes away from a little bit of the specialness. But then on the other hand, it's like everybody gets to experience, and they don't have to drive all the way to Detroit to go yeah. get that piece of pizza. So what do you what do you make of it? Well, bittersweet is a good word. I mean, the, the one thing too is it's funny that they're expanding, and yet there's really no Buddy's. Buddies or Detroit sell pizza presence downtown, kind of in in the seven point two. All the th- the three buddies in the city are all on the outskirts of the city, which is great because it's good to have you know good pizza in the neighborhoods. Absolutely. But like, why why are there two Chicago style places downtown, and no no Detroit style? Place? Oddly enough, I went to an amazing Chicago food court that had a Detroit style pizza right. stand. Have you been there? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, I, I was going to say because I was like, what? I have. I didn't eat Detroit style pizza though because it doesn't taste good outside. <laughs> no, that's true. Of the yeah. 139 you, gotta, <laughs> you have to have those real uh, the, the pans that they use, right? The, right. the old auto, and they auto pans, old. the oil pans. They yeah, need to be exactly. A, the original. Yeah. They need to, yeah. It needs to be laced yeah. with a little bit of oil. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Just a little bit. Absol- from the 1920s. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, is this so? This is something that you could see going beyond. Maybe the Midwest. Where do you see Buddies expanding? Well, it's too? interesting. This news is really interesting because it's they're partnered with Capital Spring, which is one of these large private equity groups that funds um, a ton of uh, restaurants. Basically, they're they're only restaurant funders, but I think they it's mostly um, larger chains. So I think they've they've given some funding to Taco Bell and some of these other um, larger restaurant groups. So and and. Uh, interestingly enough, I ran into uh, Van Conway last week, uh, formerly of Conway McKenzie, and he 
we started talking about restaurants, and he was saying we were talking about Five Guys actually, um, but he was saying about once you get the private equity guys in, involved, they're not interested in opening ten more locations. They want to do a hundred, two hundred, oh, wow. three hundred. Crazy. You know, I mean, to make their money. I think Capital Spring has like a billion dollars invested in the restaurant industry. Yeah. So whatever, wow. and the 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 details of the deal, I think between buddies and Capital Spring are a little bit uh, murky right now. There's not a lot public about it, but I have a feeling that they're gonna go they're gonna go big because well, they have to. I have to tell you what was strange in I live in. Ann Arbor, and there is a chain of um, chain restaurant style buildings, Mm -hmm. but a literal chain. Like they're all connected to each other um, in the parking lot of a Meyer in Ann Arbor. There's a huge parking lot. It wasn't getting filled up, and they put these buildings at the back of it. And into it went a Texas Roadhouse Mm -hmm. and a Starbucks and a Verizon and a Mm -hmm. Five Guys. And then all of a sudden, a Buddy's opened in the last available one. And I was like, it can't be buddies from Detroit because these are all national franchise. And then when I kept searching, and it said Buddy's Pizzeria, and I was like, this it's just it's a different type of buddies, but it was. And I don't. It makes me feel like it's less special. And and now it's just it's next door to Jets. Yeah. Yeah. And Wait, so then I'm right next door, to <laughs> across the street, across oh. the literal street. And I, I don't know. I think that there's a little bit of something strange there. Maybe that's just a little bit of me nose in the air about pizza <laughs> but it just seems like a strange uh, comparison to put it next to a texas roadhouse yeah but i mean it's it's smart for them too because of this this yeah. you know desire for detroit style pizza there's a trend um i almost think that they might be a year or two late to the trend uh because detroit style has been blowing up in right. new york right. chicago right. as you mentioned um and it's going to take them a little while to expand uh, i hope that the fervor for detroit style pizza for their sake um kind of uh, maintains throughout the next couple of years when they start to go into these other markets it's, as, those, it's those crusty corn for sure. Mm-hmm. As for me and my family, we will stay at the one on Conant yeah. for life. Well, because it's the best one. It's the best yeah. one. It's the original. So, Candace, as a, a founder of Ladies Who Pizza, mm. um, tell me about what you think about the pizza scene in Detroit. Because even though there is this style of pizza that is so closely associated with the city, we've also been seeing a lot of the Neapolitan style pizza coming Which in. Makes or me New very America. happy. Yes. Yeah, so, tell me what you think about the pizza scene in the city. So, first of all, Pizza Plex. Which in South, which is for me, I was like, wait, where is it? Is it in Southwest Michigan? Like, for, I mean, Detroit, I'm like, for real? And so we go, we did a Lady Sue Pizza there. And it is the for real deal Neapolitan pizza. And um, the owners went to pizza college, which when I found out I could have went to pizza college and instead. <laughs> Wrong careers, I right? mean, I went to school in northern Michigan and studied communications. I could have went to could've Rome. Been in Italy this whole time. Right, exactly. Right. I went to pizza college. I've really wasted my life. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, it, one, it's a great space. It's a welcoming space. They have amazing food that is prepared fresh. Um, and it's unlike any pizza you're going to have. And it's not going to be everybody's, you know, thing. People who like Detroit-style pizza might not like this, right? Right. But if you're really looking for something that's close to the experience you would get if you were in Italy, this is probably as close you're going to get inside the city limits. It's I, priced I like well, it too, right, if it I remember correctly. really. Yeah. Actually, I was like, are you guys yeah. sure about this? And they're really, like, community-oriented, community community-minded. <laughs> community sure. community they have, like, a bunch of community events absolutely. there. Absolutely. Which you love yeah. to support, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they also have a very nice wine list as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, it's they not, do. It's not a bad pairing. It's not not a bad pairing. You're it's listening not. to Detroit Today. I'm Laura Weber Davis. I'm here with Mark Kurlianchek and Candace Fortman. We're talking about pizza, burgers, all the things that make this region wonderful when it comes to not only 
uh, just Midwestern food, but food that's good in January because it just makes you feel warm on the inside. 313-577-1019 is the phone number to call. Tell us about your favorite burger in the area, what absolutely is killing it. And everybody else thinks it's this one restaurant, but really it's over here in this tiny little restaurant. Give us the, your best burger, and I want to hear about your best pizza as well. So I want to transition to burgers, Mark, because mm. I know you're a burger guy. Mm, as am. Candace and I are pizza people, you are a burger man. I mean, I, I love my pizza, too. Don't get me wrong. Yes, and I, I love burgers. I was just about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> you don't have to be one or the other. Thank you. But I do think that you you edge a little bit towards one specialty so, or the sure. other. I have a little bit of a reputation, unfortunately. Which is, Unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's fortunate. Is it? Okay. So you brought a burger here a couple weeks ago, a new burger right, right. in town. Um, oh, I was so sad when I walked in the newsroom and saw that burger. California Burgers yep. in Hamtramck. Tell me about this new restaurant because they really are putting up a strong argument, I'd say, yeah, for, I mean, for a best burger. I really like it. I mean, first of all, it's in Hamtramck, so it's really convenient for me. I live in Ferndale when I'm driving downtown, whether I'm coming to the WDET studio or going to the free press offices uh, to just, you know, jump off the freeway. Grab a couple burgers and, and take them down, and they stay. They pack them really well to go. Yeah, they're in like the nice uh, carton uh, container, so mm-hmm. they stay nice and hot, and they're not too mushy. Anyway, California Burgers. Um, it's a halal burger joint modeled after In and Out, um, but it's not a chain. It's, it's so locally owned, and it's so much better than In and Out. And it is, yeah, because it's it's fresh. I mean, it's real. Uh, it's, it's halal meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're you know they're cooking it right there to order, and they don't have you know a staff of you go into an In and Out burger out west, and they have like you know there's like forty like buzzy bees. Or, right. or, yeah, it's like there's a lot of activity. Yeah. This is a little slower. Um, you know, there's like four or five people staffing the place, but it looks like an In and Out in a way. It's got the white and red checker tile, mm-hmm. and the burgers are similar style too, where they're just you know four ounce patties, and then you can you can say whether you want one up to four. I'm sure they'll go higher if you, you know, for special requests. Patties for patties, <laughs> of yeah, meat. of meat on each okay. burger. Yeah, I'm a I'm a double guy. I'm a double okay. patty, so I get the eight ounce. At Blimpy Burger in Ann Arbor, we'd call that a quad. Uh, it's a quad. It's when a quad. It's... Any, yeah, you got you. You could get a quint, but you got to be prepared oh, to sleep the rest it. of the day. You, yeah. you Ann Arborites. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing about uh, what's unique about what they're doing at California Burgers. It almost sounds like where McDonald's started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This idea mm. of of quality burgers at a fast and sure. nice packaged rate, which is what In-N-Out has basically and also a um, small menu. Capitalized. That way you can yeah. small menu. Exactly. The menu's a little bit larger than In-N-Out, and you know I don't. It's not like I mean they took the In-N-Out style and it looks aesthetically inside like In-N-Out, and the, the burgers are kind of modeled after. But the menu's a little bit different. They don't do animal style. They have something called the Gorilla Burger, which has the okay. the, the famous caramelized onions, sure. and they have their own Thousand Isle style sauce. Um, and you know McDonald's capitalized on speed originally. They right. had the the, the right. shakes, or, right. uh, you know, they were mixing the the shakes quickly and burgers in a second. Uh, California burgers, it's I, I like to call it like the the slow version of fast food. You'll go mm. in and you'll wait, you know, five to ten minutes maybe for a burger, um, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And it's yeah. quality, it's, it's, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it tastes really good. That's the, I mean, taste buds don't lie. You know, I, you too. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that this sounds a lot like coming to America. And McDowell's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McDowell's. <laughs> so this is basically the McDowell's of In-N-Out. I, oh. I had, I mean, it needed to be said. Yes, absolutely. Every reference to coming to America is fine by me. Agreed. <laughs> 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. We have a couple best burgers on the phone already. I knew this would be an interesting conversation because people feel passionate about their burgers. Let me ask you, before we go to these phones, Mark, why is it that we in this region 
love things that will stick to your ribs so much. Why can't we be the salad Have you been capital? outside today? I, it's so Come cold. On. I know. <laughs> Explain this to yeah. her. I know. It's just, you know, I, I feel like you go to other regions and they, they, they have an emphasis on something that feels a little bit more like fine food. But I'm like, why would you take the fine food when you could have... An extra pound attached well, to your we're bag. Getting, we're getting some of the fine food, but salad capital we will never be. <laughs> Unless you go to Laura's lunch. Laura's lunch is always the salad oh, capital. That's where the salad capital is? Yes, here. exactly. Uh, you got to have the salad capital so you can fit the burger in and you know, feel you okay about it. Yes. All right. Uh, Christine in Dearborn. Christine, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, Laura. Hi, Mark and Candace. All right. Burgers. You, you got my attention right away this morning. Um, the best burger in my opinion, is out at Sidetrack in Depot Town, Ypsilanti. I, many people will say that. What is it that makes it? Oh, what, oh, Candace and Mark are shaking their heads. They no, are, we just, I've never heard we, of it. We don't know yeah. what You've is never happening. heard of Sidetrack. What are these words that are being used? No, yes, tell us Ipsilanti. about Ypsilanti. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to share. I don't want to keep it a secret. You guys mentioned the whole secret thing earlier, but I take all my friends there and you know, introduce them as I was introduced to a place years ago. Um, you know, the quality of meat is number one for me, and it's just a good quality. I think it, they get it from Knights, which is Ann Arbor, uh-huh. um, a small, small like market, and it's just there's no gristle. It cook, it's hand formed, like the patties are what you would, you know, receive if you were going to a backyard barbecue. You know, back, you know, just regular push it down, throw it on the grill. Um, so it's the quality meat that gets me. I mean, I've been around, I go to Red Coat Tavern, people always claim that's one of the best burgers, and I found it a little gristly myself. Mm. So, you know, Sidetrack and my take. It's the quality of the meat. All, yeah. all I know is all of a sudden I want to go to Sidetrack at 9.40 in the morning <laughs> exactly. for a burger. Me driving to Ypsilanti <laughs> in negative 22 degree weather. <laughs> Thank you, Christine, for that phone call. Uh, this brings an interesting point about um, where we're seeing new pockets of um, sort of food scenes and mm-hmm. great new restaurants opening up. Sidetrack isn't a new restaurant, but Ipsy has been opening some newer restaurants mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. And we are seeing, as people are feel, feeling increasingly priced out but have restaurant ambitions, they're going to communities where they can afford to open up a place. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Mark. Where are you seeing um, new food scenes cropping up now that uh, downtown and midtown are obviously becoming very expensive. I mean, you're seeing some activity up in like northwest Detroit and Grandmont Rosedale, even kind of old Candace's towards, territory towards right. old Redford. I don't know if you guys have been to uh, Maddie's African Cuisine. Yes, I have. Yeah, and River <laughs> Bistro just down the street. You know, there's and a lot of other stuff. Detroit Vegan Souls mm-hmm. right over there. Um, there's and it's a lot always of, packed. I yeah, love that. Yeah, it's always packed. Yeah, um, because yeah, it's it's there. It's in the neighborhood where where people want to eat. Exactly. Um, and not far from there, seven mile. You know, seven in Livernois. Um, on the this year, um, I think we're, we're going to start to see some activity in the Jefferson Chalmers area. Um, Norma G's is, is opening up over mm-hmm. there. Uh, West Village is going to continue to kind of grow. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those are all pretty far from from downtown. So, do you find when you're talking to chefs that are opening up these restaurants that they either speak in terms that make you feel like they consider themselves artists or do they ever think of them and discuss them their work as being an art? Because it it, it seems like great <sighs> food and great art sort of have the same evolution as far as where they can go, where they can open up, who wants to do it. What? I mean, yeah, this this we're going to need another hour to discuss the, the whole <laughs> food is art argument. Um, yeah, I mean, some, some chefs... I mean, Egos are definitely, um, I think, on par with the with the artists' community, sure. um, or can be. Uh, that's definitely not a you know. I mean, there's plenty of humble chefs working well, but you know that that 
it's a creative field where you're kind of creating something for, for people to consume in a way. Um, and you're stimulating the, the, the senses. Um, and, you know, food is, is more than just about the taste. Or in, in this day and age, a lot of plates, for better or worse, are being, uh, are, are being uh, created for Instagram, you know, uh, uh, um, interesting. The pretty plate. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, pretty, there, yeah, there the are filter in, yes. whole, whole restaurants that that really are based around you know Instagram, and they're getting. A I lot can of think of one in particular that just opened up in Detroit. Really nutty. And they, <laughs> and we just Candace. gave each other a very knowing look. Wait, so what makes you know? Because when you receive the plate, it's more beautiful than it tastes. When I walked in the space, I was like, oh, so like this is a curated space. I know right. that you everything in this space was made for me to take an Instagram picture. Isn't that just good business at this point, though? Sure, well, yeah, except for what, I knew that's better. why people are doing it. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right, but it is. I mean, it's it's gorgeous, right? But but you know the. The trouble with that is you can you can go too far in one direction and you kind of you lose what you're doing and you're feeding people, you know, and, and that's that's where the, the whole food as art thing kind of um, grates on me. I mean, oftentimes you're paying a lot more money for these artistic kind of takes on food um, and they've gotten so far away from from the traditional restaurant experience. And um, this isn't a D- Detroit restaurant, but I went I ate at Alinea last year in Chicago, three Michelin star restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, they're forerunner in molecular gastronomy um, uh, in America. And I hated it. Hmm. Hated it because it just mm. felt I, I I wasn't nourished in the way that I want a restaurant to nourish me, and you know I I ate a balloon that you know edible balloons with the helium and sure. did all that, um, and I just felt kind of sad if, after it. You know, it just, <laughs> I didn't none of the food tasted it didn't it didn't like right. enliven my right. My, and then you drove back buds. to Detroit and got a burger and a piece of pizza <laughs> exactly. And a Coney dog. You're like now I'm full. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number to call. We're going to take a quick break here, but when we come back, we're going to continue to take your phone calls. Tom in Westland, we're going to hear about your best burger, and we want to hear from the rest of you. Best burger, best slice of pizza. Tell us about a restaurant that just opened up in your community that's really changing the way people are talking about food and going out to get food in your community. Davis sitting in for Stephen Henderson. He'll be back from vacation next week. I'm here with Mark Curlyanchek and Candace Fortman. We're talking about food, the way the food scene has evolved over the past year or a few years. And also, what's the best burger, best slice of pizza, the food that we do the best here in the region? We want to hear from you on that. 313-577-1019. Again, 313-577-1019. Let's talk a little bit about, before we go back to the phones, I want to talk a little bit about at what point a, a city can't sustain food growth, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Is there a point where um, there are more interesting options than there are people to put butts in seats, if you will? Well, I don't I mean... And have we seen... Are we getting anywhere near that point? I, I, I think that, yeah. I mean, I, I think that the... I, the industry is is evolving. It's changing. So, I mean, for every new opening, we're getting a closing or two. Um, but I, I don't know that... I don't know that you can be oversaturated with restaurants because really the market... The market will will show whether there is demand or not. I mean, if we're oversaturated, you'll see empty restaurants and they will close and it'll adjust. Right. Um, you know, there's not. There there definitely are some um, operators who uh, I'm thinking of hotels or you know really deep pocketed investors who can survive um, thin times and um, but but generally it's a really it's a cutthroat business and if you're not if you're not doing well you're not going to last. 
Well, uh, what about the the little guy who wants to open up a, a small restaurant, has this incredible product, but they don't really have the financial backing? I yeah. mean, it seems like there's got to be a constant struggle between quality and quantity. I mean, it's a it's a really tough business. I'm not in the restaurant business. I'm happy that I have this kind of um, adjacent job where I can cover it and and kind of you know uh, parachute in and talk to people about their experiences. But I'm not working 80, 90 hours. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it takes, especially if you're a, a little individual operator. You have to you know nowadays it's really tough to find a place in say like downtown or you know right. any of the kind of the, the hot neighborhoods within the 7.2. Um, and you know, so it's it's hard to find a space. Uh, rent, real estate is all going up. It's yeah. it's even more difficult to find trained staff because there's so much competition because there are so many other places. So I mean, one of the good things about that is wages have gone up. Sure. Um, at least at the top, kind of the the top levels of of dining, um, because there's so much competition, you have to pay for your talent. Uh, but man, it's hard. I mean, if, yeah. if if you have a great product, you know, sell it to your friends and you know, enjoy your life because it is a really tough business. You really, you really have to love it. And and yeah. Well, Candace, you're a lifelong Detroiter. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how you've seen this, the food scene or the restaurant industry change over the past few decades here well, in the city. Well, I mean, certainly the offerings are much more diverse. But I think to the point we were just making. I'm fortunate enough to have two friends right now on Facebook who are opening up restaurants. And so I'm getting to watch that process yeah. through their Facebook post. And it has been like I <laughs> terrified depressing. or excited or both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Like, you know, the more, you know, the closer we get to it, I get excited for them. But to watch the process of going through, you know, the, all of the all of the things you have to do with the city, um, the buildings, the financing, all of those things. And contractors. I've been, the contractors. Yeah. yeah. And I've been watching one person in particular go through this for a few years now to get to their brick and mortar space. And so, of course, when it opens, it'll make it that much more special. But it is a process and it's not for everybody. And I think a lot about people um, who are really good cooks but don't have that business savvy and Mm -hmm. don't have great business partners Mm -hmm. to help them get there. So do people who are opening up restaurants in the city of Detroit face the same typical amount, uh, a typical number of hurdles that they have to cross to open up a restaurant here? Or is it like we've seen other things having to do with land and buildings in the city where sometimes it's a little more difficult to navigate that system than it would be in a Chicago or in New York, where maybe there's just as much paperwork, but maybe not the infrastructure to handle the paperwork? No, I mean, I think the cost of doing business in Detroit compared to a place like Chicago or New York is still, I mean... Uh, exponentially so low. lower. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's 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 much lower. That's why you're seeing so many chefs move back from right. Chicago, um, you know, investors from New York, investors from L.A., uh, because real estate is still, you know, it's it's obviously grown a lot in the last right. few years, but uh, the cost cheap. of, yeah, it's still relatively cheap compared to any of the, you know, for lack of a better term, the first tier, the, the really big cities. But even opening up a restaurant and the amount of paperwork, is there more paperwork that a person has to go through or more bureaucracy they have to get through to open up a restaurant here. I mean, anecdotally, yeah. I, I I have heard that it, it can be difficult to work with the city of Detroit, um, particularly you know when you're getting um, approvals, uh, license um, not not just licensing but uh, inspections. Yes. Um, you know, and and every step. If you if you go back on your if you're delayed on your electrical inspection, I mean that that delays everything else. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. Um, so that's why it's it's typical yeah. nowadays. It, it's always a joke when when I ask somebody who's opening a restaurant, like, "Well, so what's your timeline?" I mean, oftentimes they'll they'll hesitate, right, right, and then they'll say like, "Oh, March." And I'm like, "All right, so we'll we'll talk again in August." Exactly. You know, it's exactly. because it's always without fail yeah. longer than than anyone anticipated. And I think that that puts some unfair stress on people who 
don't necessarily one have the financial backing of someone. And so if you're working, like working a real job and also trying to open, say, your dream space, right, it can be almost impossible because you need to be at the city at a certain time and you have to be mm-hmm. there to do the inspections at a certain time. So you really do need a lot of support and a lot of capital and to make that happen. And patience. a lot of patience. <laughs> and an iron will. Yes. And I don't know if you know about chefs. They don't seem like the most patient human <laughs> beings to me. They're, they're artists. Yes. I'm telling are. you. Uh, we're going to get back to the phones. I have somebody on the phone who wants to talk about that point. But first, let's get back to Tom in Westland. Tom, welcome to the program. Yeah, uh, thanks. Um, first, first of all, on the best burger thing, I, 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 in my opinion, in Metro Detroit, that's at a place in Royal Oak called the Oak City Grill, and that's on 6th Street between Center Street and Washington. Hmm. What, makes um, it, what makes it the best the, burger? Well, it's a half pound for one thing. Oh, goodness. And, you know, it, it comes with all the fries you're going to want to eat after eating a half pound, half pound burger. So, See, um, I have a. Does it does it come held together with a knife? Because I have a firm belief that a burger that needs to be held together with a steak knife cannot be a good. You burger. get so angry about this. I Laura. can't. I can't, I do. I need to be able to bite into it. I don't understand that, but we can. <laughs> I struggle with it. So, as so well. Tom, okay. So what and what about best pizza? You have a best pizza pick. Yeah. Uh, now it's not a Detroit style. It's it's you know it's a round Italian style, and that's at a place in Gross Point Park called Mama Rosa's Pizzeria, oh, yeah. and that's on. Mac Avenue at Lake Point, um, but what somebody on the panel mentioned that you couldn't get Detroit style pizza downtown. But I, I, I must, you know, uh, beg to differ with that because there's a place called Nicky's in Greetown that that serves the deep dish square that's pizza true. with that that's true. Crust. Yeah, you're right. right. And that's, you're right. That's kind of your quintessential Detroit style pizza. Tom, so. fact checking. That is, you're right. He is absolutely <laughs> correct. Our but apologies. You can't get buddies downtown. You can't get buddies. Yeah, you can't but get buddies. Absolutely does. Yeah, and I, I tend to think there's like this um, this kind of holy trinity of Detroit style pizza, and that's the Buddies, Cloverleaf, Louis. Yes. You know, and so if none of those are downtown, then to me then we don't have <laughs> and you know no diss to Nicky's but like those are those are the um it's just a footnote it, you know yes uh, uh, which by the way for me cloverleaf it makes the best detroit style oh pizza. they have the, the best. original oh, cloverleaf jake yeah. our producer in the booth agrees yeah big big nods from him let's go back to the phone sue in detroit welcome to the program uh hi thanks for taking my call yeah um i don't have a best burger or best pizza to offer up. I just wanted to piggyback on the artistry comment that was made about not being satisfied with all this flu-flu and all that going on on your plate. I don't like my food stacked. I don't like my potatoes on the bottom, my steak, my potatoes, and the vegetables on the top with this little fritzy, fritzy, and gold (laughs) leafing. I I don't like that. That is a complete turnoff for me. Yeah. And and once I experience that, I'm like the gentleman. I don't feel nourished. Right. Mm. I don't feel comforted. And when I go out for a meal, I want comfort food. I want to have grandma's hand in it. Yes. You know, right. that sense of love yeah. and 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 attention and mm. the artistry has far outweighed a lot of times what you are actually serving your customers so, and that's a turn off for me. Sue, before we let you go, could you name a mm-hmm. rest you could you name a restaurant in town that you feel like really has grandma's hands still in the food? Um, you know, I, I, I that was a turn off to me so much that I don't eat out as often mm-hmm. as I used to. You're just making food at home, which is the and, best way to do it. But but um there's a, a place on Livernois and on the Avenue of Fashion. Uh I think it's nineteen something no, bistro. Closed. Oh, Mark said they just closed. Yeah, they, they just closed. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. Well, like I enjoyed. Yeah. 
I enjoyed their food. It had a lot of homey feel to it, and and it also it was a fine balance between the fufu and the and the grandma's hands, basically. Well, Sue, thank and you so I, much for the phone call. I'm sorry to hear that your favorite restaurant, but keep cooking good food at home. That's always that's the best right. way to yeah. do it, anyway. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the artistry yeah. because when I'm thinking about artistry of food, I usually mean how well the ingredients are put together, not necessarily the way that they're presented on the Yeah, right. I mean, this is, again, this is like, what is art, right? At what point does it become art? Um, there's no there's no real line. Um, I, but I, I want to quickly just comment on, on Sue's point um, that, like, if, if there's no soul in it, that's that's really what you're looking for. I want soul in my food, but I also don't, I don't want to go out and have something that I could make at home. That's the difference between me and Sue. When I'm at a restaurant, I want something that is, that, you know, too technical or like I can't pull off at home. And right. I'm, you know, I'm no slouch in the kitchen. I'm not a professional chef by any means, um, but I can cook some good food. So I want something that has soul, but still is at a level that is sure. ab- above what I can do at For home. Sure. Right. Yeah. I lit a steak on fire um, <laughs> recently in my home, so I feel like at this point no one can impress me. Uh, but the other, uh, in addition to technicality, because yeah, there are plenty right. of things that I cannot do with without lots of training. Um, it's also about time. I think yeah. for me as a as a professional, I, I just don't have the time that for it sure. takes necessarily to make what I think is going to be the best dish because the best dish is probably going to take a couple hours. Yeah. Even, even just for a nice home-cooked meal, I can throw something together in a half an hour, but it's going to not be as warm as I want it to be probably. But you also need to, I mean, plus the time that it takes to source all your ingredients, to find the recipe. Right. Um, you know, I mean, if you add all that time and then it ta- it's double really what it takes in the kitchen. Um, and, you know, one thing that I look for is quality of the ingredients, too, when I'm when I'm eating out. Um, and oftentimes uh, those ing- a lot of those ingredients that you see at some of the, the, the best restaurants that have the, the best quality ingredients, you can't just go into, you know, your local grocery store and get something that is that's, you know, of that of that level. Right. Um, so that's the other challenge of, of cooking at home sometimes is you really have to you have to source things. You're listening to Detroit Today. I'm Laura Weber-Davis. I'm here with Mark Curley-Anchek of the Detroit Free Press and Candace Fortman of WDET, also co-founder of Ladies Who Pizza. Um, we were talking about all things delicious food in the region, and we've been taking your phone calls. We have just a couple minutes left here. And so, Mark, before I get to our last phone call, I just want to address that despite all this wonderful food talk, you get a lot of heartburn. <laughs> and that you've, ri- you've written about your heartburn. How do you do this job day in and day out? I mean, it's a task to yeah. have to go eat delicious food, but it it is hard on you it's to eat out that often. Actually, body. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not in 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 peak physical form at this point. <laughs> um, I, I'm you know I've I've actually stopped weighing myself, but I gained 20 pounds pretty quickly uh, when I started. You know, Take I've been on the job. I've been wow. on the job two years. I think within the first year, I gained 20 pounds, and I kind of plateaued. And I'm just hoping that I've stayed at that plateau because I haven't checked. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I. I it's not a good thing, but I skip breakfast often, or sometimes I'll, you know, sure. I'll have a light lunch to have a big dinner. But um, yeah, so it's, it's not a healthy follow lifestyle. Follow Mark Kurlianchek's reporting. Do not follow his lifestyle necessarily. <laughs> good right. advice. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Rob, I have a, thirty seconds. I want to hear about your favorite burger. Uh, my favorite burger is uh, Miller's in Dearborn. Mm, someone had Miller's to say classic. it. Somebody someone had to say it. it. Yeah. I was going to be disappointed if we left and nobody Yeah, did. right. Exactly. Somebody said red coat already, even yeah. though they weren't advocating for it. So if we didn't say Miller's, it wouldn't be a complete burger show. That's right. 
Well, I want to thank you guys both for coming in and talking about food. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to 2018. Mark, when does your list of best restaurants of last year come out? Mid-February. All right. I look forward to hearing it. Everybody go check out those restaurants. Do not go out to eat as often as Mark. You, Your pocket will be empty and your waistline will be larger and you the will have heartburn. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Kurlianchuk is food critic for the Detroit Free Press. Candace Fortman is marketing director here at WDET. I'm Laura Weber-Davis. Jake Neer is our producer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers Gus Navarro, Aaron Allen, Ziad Butch. And Detroit's Today's theme song is composed by Sam Bobian. We'll see you tomorrow.